We are Anthem Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. For all the info you need, visit anthemforall.org and follow at Anthem Church Chicago. Hi, everyone. I'm Steve. I serve on, on the leadership team at Anthem Church. I'd love for you to turn in your Bibles, if you can, to the book of Matthew, chapter 10. We're going to be looking at the first eight verses this morning. A few years ago, when Caden was learning about puberty and hormones during sex ed class at school, he started taking to wearing deodorant, let's say, rather enthusiastically. Except I noticed after a while that he was smelling really, really good and quickly realized that it wasn't my deodorant that he was using, but it was my expensive cologne that he was using. And I had to help him understand that you can liberally use a $6 bottle of Axe but not a $60 bottle of eau de cologne. A few days after this, Debs was taking Kate to school and she noticed that he was feeling a little down and discouraged and it was time for one of her famous you are a world shaker and a history maker pep talks. And so just before he got out of the car, Debs turned to Caden and she said, Caden, I want you to go to school today armed with the authority and the courage and the strength that you have in Jesus. To which Cade quickly replied, and also armed with dad's deodorant. As a follower of Jesus Christ, I want to remind us this morning that we are armed with the authority and the courage and the strength of Jesus Christ, but we are also armed with the fragrance of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, he says, through our yielded lives, the exquisite fragrance of the knowledge of God is spread everywhere we go. We have become the unmistakable aroma of the victory of the anointed one. What is the fragrance of the gospel? And do people smell the unmistakable aroma of the anointed one? Do they smell the unmistakable aroma of Jesus when they come into contact with you and and with me? If you're watching today and you aren't a follower of Jesus, and in your mind, perhaps Christianity is a religion like all others, where where we have to earn and work our way in order to receive any blessing, the good news for you today is that we too despise and dislike the stench of religion and self-righteousness and self-effort. My prayer for you today is that you would not only discover but you would enjoy the exquisite fragrance of the knowledge of God today that is found in the person of Jesus Christ. This is part three of our six-part series uh, in the the preaching series that we've called Reach. And it's a series exploring the incredible opportunities available to us to share the good news of the gospel and the love of Jesus. And this particular series is birthed out of a verse found in Matthew chapter 9, just the chapter before we're looking at today. Matthew chapter 9 verse 37 says, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into into his harvest field. Despite the changing circumstances around us, despite the challenge of the current times, these are indeed incredibly unique opportunities for us to share the love of Jesus with others. And despite the fact that most of us are probably feeling quite overwhelmed at the thought of another five weeks under the stay-at-home order, 
These are our chances and opportunities for us to see the kingdom of God bursting forth and forcefully advancing and a chance for us as the followers of Jesus to lay hold of the power of the kingdom of God as we share the love of Jesus. In week one of the series, just before Easter, Aidan shared with us about the incredible love of the Father through the story of the prodigal son. And last Sunday, Debs reminded us that every single one of us have an amazing story to tell, a story that God is even writing right now through these difficult and and, and, uh, uh, um, overwhelming times. The two questions that I want to ask and answer today are simply these. Firstly, what is the fragrance of the gospel? And secondly, how do we make sure that, that people smell the fragrance of Jesus when they encounter or come into contact with you and with me? So with that as the introduction, let's uh, jump into the text that we're going to be looking at today. Matthew chapter 10, and we're going to be reading the first eight verses. It tells us, Jesus called his 12 disciples to him, and he gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, the son of of Zebedee and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot and Judas Iscariot who betrayed him. These twelve, these twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. He said, do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. And as you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. What is the fragrance of the gospel? I think this text tells us five things that constitute something of the fragrance of the gospel. Firstly, the gospel has a context. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, it tells us what that context is or was for Jesus. Verse 35 says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. The context for for the gospel for Jesus were the people around him, the people in the towns and the villages that he was visiting. The people in the synagogues in which he was preaching. The people who were desperate for healing and also for deliverance. It tells us in verse 36, it was the people who were harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd. Who is that for you? Who are in, in your life at the moment? Who, who is there around you who in a similar way is perhaps harassed and helpless and in desperate need of a shepherd? If someone were to take a few photographs every single day of what a typical day looked like for you, who would be the people that would appear the most in those photographs? In other words, the question I'm asking is, who is in your frame? You see, it's it's these friends and it's these work colleagues and it's these people that we used to encounter at the coffee shops and at school when we, if we drop off our kids and the, the, the owner of our favorite neighborhood restaurant, these people that one day soon we will get to encounter once again. It's these people that Jesus has, has, has positioned us to bring the fragrance of the gospel to. 
And, then, and before we can encounter them, we mustn't forget that right now we have a unique opportunity to reach out to people and to connect with people online. Just two weeks ago, I had the most incredible conversation with three old school friends of mine from when I was in high school, a senior at high school. We hadn't connected for over 30 years, and, and two or, th- or three weekends ago, we had the chance to connect online on a Zoom call. I got a, I got a chance to share about all that God has done in my heart over the last 30 years. There are unique opportunities for us to share the gospel. There is, there is kingdom significance in the, in, the, in the mundane, seemingly overwhelming days that go by. And, and the reason why there is kingdom significance in those things, in those days, is because we are still able to encounter and interact with people. Verse 36 tells us that those who were in Jesus' frame, verse 36 says that he had compassion on them. Why? Because he saw them. Not with biological eyes, but he saw them with the, through the Father's heart. He caught God's heart for them and he realized they were harassed and helpless and in desperate need of a shepherd. My encouragement to you this week is to take time to consider uh, your context for the gospel. Take time to ask and answer the question, who is in my frame? And and ask God to empower you and to enable you to to see people in the way that he sees them so that you might have his heart for them. What is the aroma or the fragrance of the gospel? Firstly, it has a context. Secondly, it comes with a call. Look at verse 1 of Matthew chapter 10. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him. Sharing the gospel is less about what we do for God and more about, uh, more about who we are. This is, a, this is a call not to go. Not, it will eventually be a call to go, but initially it's a call to come, to come and to be with Jesus. He called his 12 disciples to him before he sent them out. And Jesus does exactly the same with us. It's the call to be with Jesus. And this call must always supersede the call to do things for Jesus. I think this is particularly important in the, in, in the context in which we are currently living, especially with the extra five weeks of, of the lockdown that have, that have been mandated. We must be so careful that we don't try to fill the extra hours that we have available to us with, with busyness. I read an article this morning that said, on average, most of us are working an an additional two to three hours a day. And that is in a a day where there is already very blurred lines between what is considered work and what is considered rest. This is not a time to engage in a productivity contest. And we must be so careful not to allow that mindset to begin to filter into our relationship with the Lord. I remember in the early days of the lockdown, I tried to work my way out of the uncertainty I was feeling. I tried to busy myself out of the feeling of the sense of being overwhelmed. And all it enabled me to do was to, was to pull me away from what was most important. And that was time with Jesus. In my devotions this morning, I read the passage from Luke chapter 10, which describes Mary and Martha's time with Jesus when Jesus came to visit. And we know the account, most of us know the account where Martha busied herself with things to do and Mary chose to sit at Jesus' feet. And Jesus says to Martha when she was complaining, he says one thing was needed. 
Martha. Essentially saying, Mary chose the important thing and, I, and I'm not going to take that away from her. I've said this before, but we won't say no to more busyness until we can say yes to more Jesus. Let me say that again. We won't say no to more busyness until we can say yes to more Jesus. It's not wrong for us to be tired in this particular time. It's not wrong for us to feel overwhelmed. It's not wrong for us to, to feel like everything is spinning out of control. But what is wrong is for us to, to live with more busy, busyness than we want because we have less Jesus than we need. With another month ahead, another five weeks ahead of the stay-at-home order, I want to encourage us and exhort us as strongly as I can. We need to firstly prioritize time with Jesus and secondly, make sure that we are guiding our time with them. What is the aroma or the fragrance of the gospel? Firstly, it has a context. Secondly, it comes with a call. Thirdly, following the call, there is a commission. Verse 1, it says, and he gave them authority. Verse 5, these 12, Jesus sent out. And in verse 7, he says, as you go, proclaim this message. Jesus called the disciples to himself and then he commissioned them to go out and to share the gospel. It reminds me so much of John chapter 20 verse 21. Later on, when Jesus, uh, when, when it, uh, when Jesus says to his disciples, just as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. The question we have to ask is, is how did the Father send Jesus? The Father sent Jesus into a particular time in, in world history. The Father sent Jesus into a particular region in the Middle East. And the Father sent Jesus with the full resources and backing of heaven in order to do the task he was given to do. And that was to advance God's kingdom. In the same way, Jesus is sending us and Jesus has sent us. He sent us into this, this particular time in world history, uh, in this particular pandemic, for such a time as this. He sent us and planted us, particularly in Chicago or wherever you are listening from, in the, in the specific neighborhood in which you live, the specific street and house surrounded by the particular neighbors that you are surrounded by. And he's done all of that and given us the full backing and resources of heaven so that we can advance the kingdom of God to the unique sphere of influence that has been trusted, entrusted to us. That sphere of influence that is unique to you compared to everyone else. We have to ask again the question, who is in my frame? God the Father sent Jesus the bread of life. And in the same way, Jesus is sending you and me to a friend who is hungry for truth. God the Father sent Jesus the light of the world. And in the same way, Jesus is sending you and me to a family member who is blinded by darkness. The Father sent Jesus the good shepherd. And in the same way, Jesus is sending you and me to a work colleague who is helpless and harassed and in need of a shepherd. God the Father sent Jesus the resurrection and the life. And in the same way, Jesus is sending you and me to a neighbor who is sick and in desperately need of, of, of the resurrection power of God. What is the aroma or the fragrance of the gospel? 
Firstly, it has a context. Secondly, it comes with a call. Thirdly, there is a commission. Fourthly, the call and the commission are outworked within community. Sharing the gospel is not something that we do alone. Sharing the gospel is something that we do together. We get to share the highs and the lows. We get to celebrate the victories and encourage each other when, the, when times are, are, are tough and there are setbacks and particular disappointments. Look at verse 2. It says, these are the names of the 12 apostles. And, and, and then the, 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 the 12 apostles are listed. Within that group of 12, there are two sets of two brothers. Both sets were, 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 were business partners in fishing enterprises, competing fishing enterprises with one another. And including in, included in the 12 was Matthew, the tax collector, who no doubt, if it wasn't him, it was one of his colleagues who was fleecing those fishing business owners for more money than they needed to pay in taxes. And Jesus calls this motley crew of men together and essentially what he's saying to them, saying to them is, all right men, we are going to put some arms and legs to this kingdom. We're going to give some meat and flesh to this kingdom. We're going to learn to, to love one another. We're going to learn to encourage one another. We're going to learn to honor and respect and and and. and uh, and be humble towards one another. Because if we can't get it right here, there is no way that we are ever going to be able to change the world. And it's why Jesus says in John chapter 13, I give you now a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you are my true followers. <clears throat> What is the aroma or the fragrance of the gospel? Firstly, it has a context. Secondly, it comes with a call. Thirdly, following the call, there is a commission. Fourthly, it is outworked within, within community. And lastly, there is a cost to the gospel. Look at verse 8. Jesus says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received Freely give. Essentially what Jesus is saying, he's saying, he's saying, as my followers, you have received the life and the power of God. You have received the anointing of God, but it wasn't given to you so you can just hold on to it. It was freely given to you so that you can freely give it out to others. So that you can heal the sick and raise the dead and drive out demons. And when we freely give away what God has given us, we, we establish this flow of the river of God from the very throne room of God, not into our lives, but through our lives into the world around us. We cannot outgive a God who pours his life into us. And, and, and this anointing, this, this power of God to enable us to do the things he's called us to do, this anointing of God has a fragrance. It, it, it smells like the, the power of the Holy Spirit. It, it, it smells like good works. It smells like uh, healing and freedom. It smells like truth being proclaimed that liberates and sets people free. It smells like the presence of God. Essentially, it smells like Jesus. And the good news is, is that we are found in Him. There is a beautiful passage in Exodus chapter 30 that describes the, the, uh, the manufacture of what was termed the fragrant anointing oil that was poured out upon anyone or anything that was being set apart for the service of the Lord. And in Exodus, Exodus chapter 30, the text says this, Then the Lord said to Moses, Take the following fine spices. 
500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much, that is 250 shekels of fragrant cinnamon, 250 shekels of fragrant calamus, 500 shekels of cassia, all according to the sanctuary shekel, and a hen of olive oil. Make these into a sacred anointing oil, a fragrant blend, the work of a perfumer. It will be the sacred anointing oil. This was, this was a, a, a five gallons of, of very viscous, very sticky, very syrupy, very pungent, fragrant oil. Now, so often we think, when we think of something or someone being anointed with, with oil, we think it's someone taking a little kind of, a, 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 the point of their finger and kind of a, a little drop of that oil placed on someone's forehead. But that's not how they did it in the Old Testament. Listen to Psalm 133, which, which plays off the analogy of what they used to do when they would anoint someone ready for the service of the Lord. Psalm 133 says, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing. This, this anointing oil, the, the entire five-gallon vat would be poured out upon the servants of the Lord. Just imagine this was five, five gallons worth. It's as if, it's as if the anointing oil would, was poured down upon the person's head. You didn't think I was really going to pour anything on my head, I hope. But, but just imagine that, that oil running down my head and then running down my face onto my shoulders. Five gallons of, of viscous, sticky, syrupy, pungent oil. That means that where, wherever I would go, people would know I would be coming. They could smell me a mile away. And, and, and where, whenever I left someone's room or someone's house, I would leave behind deposits of this fragrant anointing oil. Friends, it's no different with us being anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the power of God. We have the fragrance of Jesus poured out upon us. That means wherever we go, we, we leave something of the deposit of the kingdom of God wherever we have been. And so just like Debs said to Cade, I say to you, tomorrow or, or uh, Tuesday or throughout this week, go into the day armed with the authority and the courage and the strength that you have with Jesus along with the fragrance of Christ, which is the anointing of God. So what is the fragrance of the gospel? Well, we've learned today that the, the gospel has a context. It comes with a call. There is a commission. It is outworked within community. And there is a cost. You have, you have received freely of the good news of the kingdom. So, so freely give it. And, and, and how do we make sure that, that, we, that people smell the unmistakable aroma of Jesus when they smell you and me? Hosea chapter 10 tells us it is time for us to seek the Lord, for us to seek the Lord so that we can see people just as the Father sees people. I want to invite you to do something when you climb into the shower tonight or tomorrow morning or throughout the rest of the week. As you stand under that shower head, I want you to imagine that God is anointing you with his presence right there. I want you to imagine the fragrant anointing oil and the power of the Holy Spirit falling upon your mind, upon your head, uh, 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 driving out anxious thoughts, giving you the mind of Christ. 
I want you to imagine the anointing oil pouring over your eyes so that you might be able to see people the way God sees them. I want you to imagine the anointing oil pouring out upon your ears so that you might hear the voice of the Father, pouring out across your mouth so that you might declare the truth of the gospel, pouring out upon your shoulders so that you might carry the authority of the kingdom with humility and grace, pouring out upon your hands so that as you touch people, and touch people virtually, of course, that you might release the power of the Holy Spirit and and the anointing oil falling upon our feet so that we might take the good news of the gospel to our neighbors. If you're here today and you do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want to ask you, perhaps God is calling you. The Bible tells us in John chapter 10 that God calls uh, uh, his sheep by name. Perhaps throughout this sermon, you've sensed something of, of the, the call of God upon your life. God calling you, God, uh, God beckoning you to come close to Him. Well, John, also, John chapter 10 also tells us that Jesus is the good shepherd and the good shepherd has laid down his life for his sheep. If you're you're listening today and you want to uh, uh, know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you you want to respond to what you sense to be the call, God calling you into into relationship with Him, then I want to ask you to, to pray this prayer with me. Jesus, thank you that you are calling me into relationship with you. Thank you that you died on the cross for me. I pray that you, uh, 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 Lord, as I, as I lay down my life and as I receive you into my heart as Lord and Savior, I pray that I would know the reality and the truth that I am a child of God. Thank you that you died on the cross. Thank you that you paid the price. Thank you that my sins are washed clean. And thank you that I am now a child of yours. May you help me to grow in relationship with you. I pray this in Jesus' name. If you, if you prayed that prayer, I want to say congratulations. That's so awesome. And I, I would love to stay in touch with you. Just to, share, just to introduce myself to you, share some helpful information and some helpful things that you can learn now that you are a child of God. Please can you send me an email at testimonies at anthemforall.org. For the rest of us, We're going to enjoy a a, a song from Aiden, a a song that I trust is going to minister deeply to you today. And as as he plays the song, I want to encourage you to take a moment just just to quieten your heart, perhaps even sit with eyes closed. And as you listen to the music, allow the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to come upon you. I want you to think about the Spirit of God anointing your mind and driving out anxious thoughts anointing your eyes so that you can see, ears so that you can hear, your mouth so that you can declare, your, the shoulders so that you can carry God's kingdom with humility, hands so that you can touch people and release the life of God, and the feet and your feet so that you can walk and share the good news of Jesus. Receive from God today as the Holy Spirit is poured out upon us as we listen to this, to this song. presence I 
just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy I never want to leave Oh, I'm not here for blessings Jesus, you don't owe me anything More than anything that you can do I just I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions. I'm sorry when I just sang another song. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to come with my agenda I'm sorry when I forgot that you're enough take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you I'm caught up in your presence
Thanks again for listening. To stay up to date, follow at Anthem Church Chicago and visit us anthemforall.org. Anthem Church, all of Jesus for everyone.